Natasha, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. Your time is very much appreciated. Uh, are you well? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm really good. And you? Yeah, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. You know, different, uh, different, different part of the world, but we're just, uh, we're getting through things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are. We are. You're in UK, right? That's right. Yeah. London, capital city. London. It's the place to be. How is everything in the Audrey Horn camp overall? Now, obviously, as well, that the new album, Devil's Bell, is out there. And are you happy with the reactions you've seen and read about it so far? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just amazing. I'm, I'm, we had so many good reviews. Like, I've hardly read one that wasn't amazing, like, brilliant. Uh, uh, and, and, like, for, for the people that, you know, follow our music, uh, also, you know, the response has been, like, so good like so many people saying so many great things about this album and 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 people seem to sort of think that this is one of my best albums which which is always you know when you release an album you you always kind of the 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 one thing you're always afraid of as a musician is you know sort of reaching your peak and then sliding downwards without noticing that you are and you know you don't want to be the band that people go talks about. Yeah, you know, they should have quit while they were ahead. You know, uh, so so it's you know when you get this kind of feedback, then and you go like, whoo, uh, and and you're really really happy. I, of course, as I, I you know I I I'm really proud of this album. I think it's one of my definitely one of our strongest albums uh, up to now, and so. You know, I I think that I'm I'm not so far out there that I wouldn't notice because you know I listen to this album and I'm like, yeah, this is one of my best albums. So so if everyone else hated it, I would be surprised. But you know, a lot of musician has been surprised. So you never know. Now the combination of you loving it and everybody else loving it that makes it a near perfect release in that regards. Yes, it does. Absolutely. Did you feel any kind of pressure with Devil's Bell, particularly as it coming off the back of the very much beloved Blackout album too? And of course, the general expectation that comes from the fan base with Audrey Horn. There's always sort of been, we sort of, we're, we're sort of very lucky because we're a band that's been around for 20 years. We've released a number of albums and we have been able to do this on our own terms the entire time. We have never compromised anything. Like every album we have released has been, we make an album, we hand it over to a record label and they say, thank you. <laughs> never any, you need to make, do this or that. This album needs to include some of this or that. It's never like that. They, they've always like, we just talk to them and say, we're going to write a new album. And they're like, cool. Uh, so, um, and, and to be honest, we don't even let them in on the process. We, you know, we don't send them stuff like, yeah, this is what we're working on. We just make an album, send it to them. So, so um, uh, I think in it, it, having that in mind, there's always a pressure that we put on ourselves you know, you feel like, I hope, you know, is this going to be a vital album? Is this, mm -hmm. or do we still, you know, 
have it or people are going to be disappointed. There's always sort of these thoughts, but in general, we just sit down and make an album that we want to make. You know, we, we you know, you, you try to make an album, which I guess most artists do, but you sit down and make an album that you would go out and, and, and buy and get excited about yourself, you know. Um, <clears throat> our albums are our legacy. So you sort of have to be able to look back at it them with pride and not going like, yeah, you know, you don't want to be the, the band that goes like, yeah, that album, well, our, our record label and our management kind of forced us into doing this or that. Mm -hmm. And that album should never have been released. You know, we never, we're never going to have to say something like that. So, but there's, there's always a certain pressure in, in terms of, what we put on ourselves you know uh, uh, but in general we just try to enjoy making an album of course you're an artist so it'd be it, i think it'd be more shocking if you hadn't kind of put personal pressure on yourselves uh to constantly be improving constantly trying to step up from where audrey horn were last time mm, absolutely and on on this album sort of what we because every time we make an album, we, we talk about it in advance, you know, whether that being on tour or, or, or at rehearsals or, or in the pub for that matter, you, you know, you always, you, you, you talk about, yeah, on this next album, we should do something this or that. And, and you always have sort of grand ideas that you end up nowhere near when you sort of actually sit down and write the album. But on this album, we sort of, we wanted to do something that was a bit heavier. Everyone was sort of agreed on that. Let's make a bit heavier album. And we sort of wanted to explore the instrumental parts on the songs more in terms of, instead of, yeah, let's put in a guitar solo there. We were like, we said, okay, what is our strength? Yeah. The twin thing and our, our focus on writing good melodies, right? just basically writing a good song, not just like, Here's a very heavy riff. Just scream something on top of that, and 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 make it sound cool. You know, we've always sort of been kind of looking at the Beatles, to put it that way, and going like, we should write good songs. We need to write good songs. You know, um, not that I'm comparing us to the Beatles by any means, but 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 that has always been sort of one of our strengths and well at least to 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 the people that listen to our music what they tell us you know and and also the guitar parts between Alvin Thomas who has been playing together in this band for 20 years now so they've kind of grown into each other and 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 even though they they can argue and disagree and and they're quite quite different actually very very different as musicians but together they sort of something happens when they play together so we wanted to explore that a bit more so that was sort of the we tried to to aim for 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 making something that was taking a step further in one direction at least so and i think uh, i think we did well on that and i and we enjoyed that a lot i think what was most fun to do on this album was actually the parts where you go well, do we have to go back to the chorus? Can we just go in one total different direction, you know? And 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 sort of go like, well, does this instrumental part need to end here? If it's if it 
if it feels like it should go on for a longer time, then then let's let's go on for for a longer period, you know. And 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 these things were actually a lot of fun to do, you know. So and and like for me as a as a singer, it it was um, I kind of a lot of it it is just to write good melody lines and and try to sing it as well as possible. But but on this album, there were parts where I sort of had to go a bit out of my comfort zone mm. uh, and do things in in a way that I don't normally do, which wasn't which was kind of forced upon me from from the other guys because they were especially on on a on a song called. Uh, what is that song called? It's called um, All Is Lost on that. Because um, I Arba wrote sort of the, the music. Well, and he sent it to me and he said, could you write some 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 vocals for this one and some lyrics? And I, I did. And I sent it back and he was like, nah, nah. And I was like, OK, you didn't like it. He was like, no, I didn't like it. OK, cool. I can come up with something else. And I. <laughs> And I kept coming up with stuff, kept sending it to him, and I kept being rejected by him. He was kind of always like, no, 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 no. So, um, uh, can you hear me? Yep. Yeah, yeah, cool. Because your, your image froze for a second. Now, and he kept sending it. And, and um, after a while, I, I just I just had to call him and like, dude, what do you want from me? I, you know, I'm, I don't think I can come up with better melody lines than I've done here. I've sort of used like every ammunition I have in my in my in my in my guns here basically. And he said, uh, well, maybe that's a problem. Maybe you're sort of trying to make melodies too much. Try to be a storyteller. Try to try to be something else, you know. And as soon as he said that, he sort of clicked in my head. I was like, sure. Uh, and then I sort of had to do things in a way that I don't normally do, which led me to write lyrics in a way that I don't normally do. And and to me, that was sort of when I sort of had done that, I was finished. Then I was like, I was kind of like that was that was cool. It was intense because, it, but it was it's uh, it was frustrating a lot of the time in the process. But you know, when you sort of have a, a, a final result you kind of uh, start to, to sort of enjoy the the torment that you go through on your way there basically yeah i mean it's no all the detail you just shared there it's obviously no surprise to hear it come from your mouth particularly listening to the album the darker lyrical content the harder and heavier edge that comes through a lot of the time but that mind frame so you know you talk about being effectively forced into it and uh, from that the frustrations and the experience but what you know um getting into that mind frame was that the biggest struggle and was it then easy for you to kind of come back out of that and go right no i'm going to do some mel melodic stuff here and stuff like that um, I think uh, no, it was it, it was sort of easy to go back to doing things, sort of my normal way. But but um, in general, the lyrics on this album is a lot darker than they they have been on 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 our at least our three four albums before this. And so a lot of people have asked me, was that the pandemic? You know, and the state of the world? You know. 
there's a war in Europe that was not on when I wrote the, these lyrics anyway, but, but, you know, and I just had to say, no, I, to be honest, I don't think so. Maybe subconsciously, a lot of that stuff creeps into your head, but, but I've always sort of thought, thought of my lyrics in the sense that um, I'm not educating people. I'm not trying to be a great storyteller. Uh, I'm not Bob Dylan. I'm not uh, of that caliber uh, at all. But, and I'm not sort of speaking, there's not a, that sometimes there's slight political message in there, I guess, but but it, that's not, not, what I'm doing basically is like if you if you leave your house, you dress up in a certain way. Uh, if you're going to a party, you dress up in one way. If you're going to work, you dress up in one way. If you're going to a funeral, you dress up in one way. And sort of that's how I write lyrics. I write lyrics to dress up the music that that we make, you know. So it's, the music was a bit heavier and it was a bit darker. And it, well, at least on 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 a number of of, of the tracks on this album. So. To me, it just kind of came natural. It, it, you know, I didn't sit down and say, "Oh, this needs to have darker lyrics." I just started writing lyrics, and 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 the way I write lyrics is a bit in the sense that I write sort of the 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 melodies, and while doing that, I so I, I, I just black talk, I sing just whatever comes to my mind. You know, it's not even words a lot of the time I just sing and very often some words or some sentences sort of sticks and, and and they come back like next time I try to sing on it, it, it I keep repeating that and a lot of the times those words or sentences sort of are my starting point you know because then I have something there which is 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 sort of my my, my starting point. Yeah. yeah, best way to explain it. And I read, funny enough, David Lynch, not because, uh, you know, being a band named after a character from one of his, from his TV show, you would think that we are like diehard uh, David Lynch fan. And, and we're not, you know, we have a lot of respect for his work and, and we love his movies, but that's not the reason why we, Audrey Horn just came up, but but anyway, I read an interview with him where he said that he sort of when he made movies, when he wrote the script for movies, he used sort of his dreams as a as a starting point. He said, and he, he said as an example because he works a lot with his uh, subconscious, mm. um, and he said that when he did what was the name of that movie, Blue Velvet, yeah. he had a dream about a girl with a with very strong red lipstick. And so he, he sort of said, when I wrote that, I had one image. I, I, I needed a girl with like strong red uh, lipstick. And out of that, he sort of, <clears throat> then the idea of something else was born and blah, 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 and, and so on. And, and I, I realized that's sort of how I write lyrics too. I just use something that, not something that comes to me in a dream, but but something that comes during this process of, of writing melody lines. So, <clears throat> so um, uh, Devil's Bell, the title track is, is, a, is a 
good example because I kept singing Devil's Bell. And to be honest, I didn't, I didn't know what is Devil's Bell, you know? So I had to Google it to find out what is this. But when I found sort of, then I found some, some references to, to some poems and I, I, I started reading them. And then out of that sort of the whole lyric was born. And um, so um, I have no idea what I'm talking. I, I don't remember your question. I'm, I'm just rambling here, man. <laughs> no, no, it's fantastic. It's fantastic to listen to you speak in such detail as well. And the comparisons you make that interview with David Lynch, it's something I, I've read that as well. So I know exactly what you're talking about. It's, Incredibly, incredibly interesting and it makes so much sense particularly if you've listened to your music over the past 20 years and followed along with the the the, the depth that audio horn has always produced from the albums it is going to be a surprise i think to a lot of people to learn that the album isn't necessarily influenced uh on the on on the on face value by the last few years because there's almost an expectation that it would be because of what's gone on the last few years has that, the, the last few years, had um, a big effect on Audrey Horn overall, or have you guys coped? Well, we have coped in, in different ways, I would say. As, I, I think it has been tougher for some other members, because it, it's sort of like, personally for me, I had, I had a daughter a couple of months before the pandemic hit, so I've had so much time at home with her, so much more than I would have if, if the world was normal. And, and I sort of, I got to take a step back and I, you know, I, I work as an artist by drawing and tattooing as well. So, and kind of in, in my everyday life, it's been, you know, tattooing and making music. And, and so during the pandemic, I've, I've drawn so much stuff that is not, for a tattoo or for a t-shirt designed for another band or or artwork or something. I just been drawing stuff that I that's you know been in my head. And I got to spend a lot of time with my daughter. And um, so to me personally, it was actually really good. Uh, but as a band, of course, it's it's in many ways quite shite, the whole thing. But and then uh, say Ava, he's been He's been, he produced this album. So he sort of, he said when, because we talked about it, it's probably going to be a bit hard to work with a producer from another country, uh, blah, blah, blah. So, and then he sort of raised his hand and said, here's an idea, I'll produce it. And we were like, yeah, not so sure about that. <laughs> but not because he's not good, but, 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 but because he's too close, basically, we yeah. were like, we need an outsider. We need someone who shakes us up and says, really, is that your best idea? And someone who says, how come you, how come you take that small part there? Why, why isn't that, that sort of the main part of the song? And stuff like that, which, which is what an, a producer is there for, to sort of, not just to, to make it sound good, but to sort of shake the foundations of the band and sort of make, make you sort of widen your horizons and, and, and think different thoughts basically. So, but then we were like, okay, why not? Let's, let's give it a go. And I'm, I'm so happy we did because he did an amazing job. He had, 
he had he was so fucking good during this like as as a as a psychologist as well because you know with the whole pandemic some band members were a bit more frustrated with stuff and he was he was so good he was like you know what what we're going to do now is you know let's just forget about all of that what we're going to do now is this this and blah 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 so he was, he was extremely good and 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 i think he found a lot of satisfaction in doing that too and also he he made an album with a he he made sort of a pandemic band with two two mates mm. and made a band called dot uh, i don't know if you heard i've heard the name yeah yeah and what they do is it sounds like a soundtrack to a weird movie it's instrumental it's 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 a, it's really really good but it's weird and he also has worked a lot as producing and and writing music with another Norwegian artist so he sort of he went all like there's nothing else for me to do I can just work my ass off basically and and then some some band members were kind of just wanted to go on tour so they were kind of and couldn't go to the pub and you know life just became a bit too boring basically so I think we handle it a bit differently but all in all I would say for us it was because we've been doing this for 20 years now and even though we're not you know we're not our maiden or or well our maiden are not a band full-time either i guess but you know bands that are do this every day you wake up and, and you work on your music and, and and then you go to bed and then you wake up again you know we do this not full-time in that sense but but it's it's an ongoing process the whole time and it's been for 20 years yeah so being forced to take a break was really good for us, I guess. And I think also with with like some the material that that Thomas and Ave especially wrote on this album, I think it was kind of good for them to just be at home and and sort of because normally we go to our rehearsal studio right. and we write as a band and and you know so and then when you make music like in that way then it's sort of it's the energy and it's the it's the kick you get out of it and 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 but you know when you sit alone alone at home and and write music you sort of switch gear in a way and and you, you i think they dive way deeper into their own material this time and and, uh, and as did i you know so so in many ways, the, the whole pandemic thing was was good for us because we sort of rebooted a bit, uh, and yeah. So, um, but you know, um, I, the whole pandemic thing is is kind of I you know I have a lot of friends in, in the music business and in other businesses as well, and and it's it's the same. I talked to some some, and they are just like. I've been doing so much. I've been so creative. Uh, uh, I've got so much shit done, and and I've been able to make a lot of money out of what I'm doing, uh, even though it's been the, the society has been shut down. And then you talk to some other guys, like yeah, I had to bankrupt my company, and you know, so it's it's uh, it hits people in totally different ways, you know. So yeah, I'm kind. Of I, I noticed that I'm, you know, when people ask me, it's like, 
what do you how how was your life during the pandemic i, I sort of i'm not how was it for you because i don't want to be the guy like actually it was it was fantastic in many ways and then they're like yeah i went bankrupt yeah it was shit it was shit yeah me too i didn't like it at all you know so no, I completely get that. Almost a guilt complex uh, in regards to it because ultimately university negative period. But we always ask every band we interview over the past couple of years, we ask the same general question about the pandemic, about the coping mechanisms and stuff like that, purely because we want to try and pull out positive stories that did come from such a terrible time that continues to still be a terrible time. Now, is there any small positive? Um, and you've told us some credible ones here. Is this worth celebrating? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think so too. And, and you know, of course, I, I, honestly, I think there's going to come loads of really, really good albums out of this because I think a lot of artists sort of got the chance to sort of slow down and, mm. and say, let's, let's just concentrate on, 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 on making art. There's not much else I can do anyway, you know? So I think there's going to come a lot of really, really good albums out of this. Already a lot of amazing album has come out, you know, yeah. that have been written and recorded during this, this time. But, but that's the way it is, you know. You know, in, in, in tragic times, in dif difficult times, art is sort of always been very important, you know, whether that being, you know, during war times or, or whatever. It, art is... Because you need, when things go to shit, you need something that sort of let you ventilate, let you escape, you know, whatever it is, you know. And uh, and I, I, I think, um, so I think there's going to be a lot of really, really good music and, and art in general uh, that's, that's going to come out of this. Uh, because let's face it, it was to fucking horrible years in in many many ways and 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 a lot of people have struggled like not just with work and stuff but with their minds basically you know if it's people who were who didn't have a huge social network stuff like that you know and being isolated for so long and you know that's that's tough as yeah. fuck so I, I'm lucky. I have a family I, I, I could spend my time with. And I have, I have you know, my bandmates, you know, we, we got together um, like two and two because uh, it was a long period where you could only hang out with so many outside your own household and stuff. So we, we got together like, you know, me and Thomas got together and, 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 uh, and wrote music together. And me and Oliver did. And, but we sort of didn't get that the whole band thing until basically towards the end so so we also recorded this normally we you know we record live yeah. we go in band we box in all the stuff like amplifiers and shit and and then we just play until we have a take that that's good you know and then we sort of fix stuff and, and we do overdubs and stuff like that but this time around we sort of our drummer went into studio and 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 then you know I got a call and said, yeah, the drums are finished. And then our bass player went. And so we didn't get to sort of hang out as a band, all of us, the whole time, because 
that's how we normally do it. You know, you go into studio as a band and you stay there and then you leave when you're done, you know. Yeah. We sort of, to us was like, I was sort of afraid that we talked a lot about, especially me and Thomas were like, you know, we need the band spirit, you know. How, how can we make it a good album if, if we lose that sort of, but, but, but Ava was good. Like I said, he was like, don't think about it because we're a band. We, yep. we write music, we record it. We, even though we're not necessarily all together all the time, this is a product of the five of us, you know? So, so, and, and looking back at it, I think it was good for us to sort of having to reboot and, and do things a different way because then you have a different point of view and you have a different angle and you 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 focus on things that you normally don't focus much on and and so on so you lose sort of that live energy thing in a way but at the same time when i listen to the album i'm like it doesn't sound less energetic than our previous ones so i don't know maybe i don't know no, I think I think I think you kind of nailed that there. I think it's very important for people to know, regardless of all the differences that um, you had to go through to get to this release. It is very much an Audrey Horn album, very recognizable, but also fresh, interesting, reinvigorating. And I want to ask you about two specific tracks, if you don't mind. Uh, and I'm going to start this first one with mentioning the simple fact that we've talked a little bit about your vocals and what you did there, but your vocals are immense on this album, which makes it all I'm about to ask you about the track that doesn't actually feature your vocals. And I'm talking about Return to Grave Valley, purely because I'm wondering about the plan behind this track, e.g. was it a simple, this was always going to be an instrumental, or did you find uh, lyrics didn't fit? Um, uh, no, it was actually like, in a way, a bit of both, because um, I, got a, I got a video on my phone, like Alvin Thomas sent me, one of them, I don't remember, one of them sent me a video mm. of in the studio, uh, all the studio, they, they were just playing sort of the, the first sort of part of that song. And uh, and they didn't write anything. They just sent me that video. And I, I looked at it and listened to what they were playing. And I was like, shit, this, this is cool. Yeah. And I texted them back, like, you're, you're in the studio. That, what is that? That sounds fucking amazing. And then, the, Albert called me and said, yeah, um, uh, we were thinking maybe you, can you try to come up with some, some, like some vocal ideas for this? If not, maybe this could be an instrumental piece. We've never done that before. That could be interesting. You know, it might not fit on an album, but, but, you know, if, if you can come up with some vocals, then, and, and it, that sort of even cooler. And I listened to what they were playing. I, I just told them like, you know what? I'm not gonna fuck up this by adding my 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 vocals. This I said seriously, it sounds so good, and you play it so well. And that was just that was not like something they recorded. That was it's just a video of them two playing in studio, just sitting there with with two amplifiers and playing. So I said, write it as as an instrumental, please. And and uh, you know. And and so they did, and and I'm I'm so happy they did that because I think it's a it's a it's a really cool piece of music, and it's 
instead of because instrumental tracks on albums very often there are some like really really amazing stuff out there of course but a lot of you know if you listen to an album there's an instrumental part you kind of get a you listen to and then you like skip um because it tends to be a lot of guitar solos and and yeah but when i listened to it i was like dude this is like 10 songs in one song you know like every time you sort of get used to uh, something it changes something mm -hmm. new and then it changes again and changes again so and and when we sort of made the track list for, for the album i was i was like this has to be on the album it's so it's so good it's it needs to be there and and everyone sort of agreed on that that yeah it would it would be cool and it was sort of in our whole sort of like I said, we, we wanted to make a heavier album and focus a bit more on the instrumental part. So it kind of made sense that one track was purely instrumental. And, um, and of course it has a lot, it has a strong Iron Maiden vibe, uh, which of course we know, we, you know, we never sit down and try to write some, let's write something that sounds like Iron Maiden, you know, but we all grew up listening to Iron Maiden, that's been sort of, that's sort of one of probably one of the few bands that we all five sort of agree on this being a major influence on our, on our, on our life as, as a musician. And, and also Alva and Thomas back in around 2000, ish yeah. i think it was they did a tour with pauliano they were the backing band of pauliano actually our bass player as well yeah it would but it was a different drummer so they kind of have that whole iron maiden thing in their fingers so so of course most people listen to that track or or some of our, our other stuff that because we we wear our we wear our our, our influences on our sleeves. We we never try to hide that we're influenced by by some of the greatest bands on this planet. And but we never sort of we never try to copy them. We just you know we write music and it's inspired by them. And 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 we happen to be inspired by some bands that have a very unique sound. So it's kind of like it, it's like if you if you if you're very inspired by Alice in Chains, it's yeah. gonna uh, if you're very inspired by by uh, a band like Down, I would say, then maybe you wouldn't necessarily say that, yeah, it's clear they inspired them because they sort of have a sound that a lot of bands have, that stoner uh, metal thing, you know. I'm not, I'm not talking, saying anything bad about it. I'm, I'm just saying that... Our Maiden sort of has this unique sound that they sort of, they were pioneers in, in their genre. And so it's, of course it's easy, but my point is this, that most people say that this is a cool thing, you know, every now and then, you know, you get a review where it said that, you know, the Maiden influence is too obvious, you know, which is fair if you, if you, Think of it like that, then then yes, it is pretty obvious, you know. Mm. 
but so so uh, but but uh, this song was it, it just felt natural to put it on 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 this album i think yeah, it is an awesome instrumental. I think it's really worth highlighting that. But I also really don't want to like gloss over the sort of fact that your vocals are brilliant. And I think of certain tracks like Dance, Macabre. But the other one I really want to highlight is from Darkness, which is, of course, the finale of the album, where if someone asked me to describe it in one word, I'd probably say something like grand. This is a, a unique Audrey Horn track. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, that was, I think that was actually one of the first songs we wrote for it. And we, um, uh, like, like I said, with, the, with, the, uh, with um, uh, All Is Lost, uh, I, I wrote, uh, I, I can't remember how many versions I wrote. And, and, and it was like, it took forever till we sort of got to the point where this is what this song means. But when Abbas sent me, uh, he sent me like, I've written a song here. Um, uh, I've written some music here. Can you listen to it? Uh, uh, and he sent it to me. And every now and then there's somewhere I just start singing and like the, the, the song starts and, and you're like halfway through first verse, I start singing stuff and, and I just know what I, I'm gonna sing. So I wrote that, like the melody is there came really, really fast. And I just recorded it at home, sent it back to Abba, and he was just like, absolutely perfect. This this is it's what it this is what it needs, you know. Mm. So that was the opposite. That it just sort of came, and there are like on each album, there is one or two tracks where where basically they give me music and it's like I've already written the music, you know, if you if you know what I mean. I just I just know what I need. I need to sing this. It's, it's um, and and um, and we worked, but when we recorded it, we worked with Padilla because it's very like it's very like floating the vocal. So Ava was like when we when I was recording the vocals, Ava was like, "You need to be." He was like, "You need to be the drummer in ACDC, basically. You need to be like how how." back on, uh, on on the beat can you possibly come before falling off basically so and we had a lot of fun doing that because I sort of the songs I enjoy singing most are the songs where I sort of become a character in a way uh, which is which is always fun because you sort of I imagine it's like being an actor and be able person that you're not you know and that's sort of how I, I sort of I, I can sort of sort of visualize a character and, and try to be this character and, uh, and and when we did blackout I remember uh, Kato the guy who produced it he was like like every time we started on a new track he was like who are you on this this track who are you uh, and he always started with sort of a conversation around, that. okay, listen to the lyrics, listen to the music. Who are you? You know, you know, he said you you can't be on this song. You can't be you can't be satisfied in any way. You know, this is not a character who is satisfied with anything. You know, so you need to sort of take everything that you're satisfied with yourself and take that away. You know, and become 
darkness. So, but on on, on from darkness, I I think uh, to me that's a very precious song because you wrote that and I recorded the vocals and then you have sort of a bridge where I I uh, to be honest I can't remember the lyric or the melody on it right now but but there's a bridge part where I where I repeat that I have four sentences and then I repeat them and I, I recorded them and and we were happy with it producer Albert was happy and the guy who mixed it uh, he was also happy and I and I came back and I was like uh, you know I want to give it one more shot I'm, I want to do something else here and I sang it in a different way and when I did that it was sort of it was like thank god I did this because then sort of it that was how it was supposed to be and also one other thing about it was that the ending because we we made so many different endings to that song but it was like whatever we did it was kind of like what we always felt was that the first part of the song is better than the last part of the song and we can't really finish a song weaker than we started it you know um it has to be at least as strong uh, and then um of uh, he said you know i've written something but i've just gone like off the cliff and uh, i'm I have no idea where I'm going with this, but could you listen to it? And I listened to it and I was like, that's the whole, basically that's what's there now, but the whole like more progressive part that ends the song. And I was just, this is beautiful. And this is, this is the way to close an album, not by sort of the end, but like, yeah. And they were all in love and everyone was lived happily ever after, or the bad guy died, you know, let's just, ended like it was the movie Vanilla Sky or something, you know, let's end it where you go like, where did he go? You know, <laughs> that song, I I'm, I'm, might be be a bit too poetic and romantic around the whole thing now, but but I have a very romantic sort of relationship to 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 music. And and to me, that sort of is like, he, like it's like the band just goes off somewhere and go like, where, where are they going? Why aren't they coming back? What happened to the chorus, man? You know? <laughs> uh, so I, I think I think that song uh, and also the lyric fits with sort of the wavy. I think the vocals are kind of like very, I see it as very waves in a way. And the lyrics are, you know, I have tendency to sing about the sea. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I've always sort of been um, I've never been a sailor, um, but I, I, I imagine that I would love to be a sailor because, uh, and also I think I have a very sort of a romantic viewing on that whole that whole sailor lifestyle and all of that. And also I think like a ship on an ocean is a very good image on on us as humans on this planet you know you can't really jump off uh, you have to coexist with the other people on the ship um so to me it's sort of a, a good image on on society and how we need to sort of um, get our shit together and and start to coexist in, in a better way and uh, 
which we clearly are not very good at being poor in Europe and, and everything. But no, so so I, I, from darkness to me is, um, if you're familiar with our previous work, uh, I think to me, this album is sort of the, the link between the self-titled one and Youngblood because it has sort of that hard rock energy thing of Youngblood, but it had also has a lot more of the atmospheric parts of, of on the, our self-titled album. And the self-titled album closes with a track called Godspeed. Uh, and to me, From Darkness is Godspeed part two in a way, because the lyrics, when I wrote the lyrics, I sort of intentionally tried to sort of write something that was sort of a, a version two of the lyrics on Godspeed. Uh, because I don't know, it, it was just something when when I heard the music, it sort of felt very wavish in a way. Uh, so, and a lot of people commented that that the vocals are like very Ozzy Osbourne-ish. Okay. It has a lot to do with the fact that he's his vocals is very like me. He's very melody based. He's always been really good at writing extremely nice melody lines he was like a huge Beatles fan he is a huge Beatles fan uh, so he's always been very melody based in his vocals on top of something that's very based on rhythms basically and and also he's I'm not I don't have a great range as a singer I, I can't really hit the high notes of of from Hoffman uh, or, or or Bruce Dickinson and and a lot of the people that you know I admire as, as singers, so I have like a smaller range, which also is something that I have in common with Ozzy Osbourne. So we sort of we have some some things that makes it natural to sort of see a link between us as singers. Not that I'm comparing myself to Ozzy Osbourne by any means, but but we have sort of his range is a bit narrow in the way that Maya is. And he's very, he's always been very melody focused. Basically his, his vocals are, are very pop music vocals in many ways, you know? So, um, but I, I, I love like From Darkness is definitely my favorite track on, on this album. Uh, and I love the opening track and the closing track. So, uh, so if uh, if the rest wasn't up to it, then that would be a then it would be a good seven inch, you know. Yeah, I like to think of the explanation and that uh, the detail you've gone into there. Right, we passed the forty five minute mark, and I feel like we could probably be here for another hour just chatting for. But I've got one more for you, and it's pretty straightforward. We've talked about it a few times, Frau, but it is twenty years of Audrey Horn, which is an incredible achievement in itself. Congratulations on Thank that. you. What does it feel like? 20 years, do you feel it? I feel it, uh, yeah, I do. You know, we're older, we're kind of, as, as musicians and as humans, of, of course, our, our priorities has changed, uh, you know, with, with families, with uh, basically life, Things that were important when we 20 years ago are not that important these days. 
uh, you know, we used to want to be rock stars. Now we're like, we want to be a good band, basically. Um, but um, but I think in general, I think, like you said, being a band for 20 years is an achievement because it's kind of like being married for 20 years is an achievement uh, because most bands don't last that long, you know? Um, and also, like I said in the beginning, you know, the fact that we've been able to keep our integrity and, and to be able to do things the way we want to do it. And, and <clears throat> at the end of the day, you know, Orion is gonna be history. And, and what we've done in 20 years is sort of to collect experiences and 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 uh, and also to be able to look back at our catalog and what we've done uh, on record and what we've done as a live band and and all the people i got to know you know i i know so many amazing people uh, like musicians producers journalists promoters music lovers in general you know uh, and to be able to look back on that and say, this has been a fucking great trip, man. You know, that is sort of, that is something I'm extremely glad that I'm able to do, you know. Um, um, and we'll see, you know, like every album we make, we always go like, this might be our last album, so it better be fucking good, you know. Because you never know, it, it might be our last album. Things happen, you know. Uh, of course, things happen, as you say, you never actually know, but all you can say is, here's hopefully to another 20, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully to another 20. 40 years down the line, we'll come back to this. Joshi, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. It was a pleasure talking to you, man. It was it was great fun. What's, that, what's your T-shirt, by the way? Oh, Dream Troll. It's a British uh, classic heavy metal band, actually in the vein of things like Iron Maiden and stuff like that. Dream Troll. I will check it out. Thank you very much for watching. You can check us out on GBHBell.com as well as on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and Tumblr. Go to Patreon and help us out over there. That's patreon.com forward slash GBHBL as well as Big Cartel where you can find some of our merchandise. We have a podcast running on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And of course, if you like this video, do us a favour, hit the subscribe button and help the channel grow. Games, horror and heavy metal, what else is life for?